Hallelujah. I tell you, it changes your life when you truly get a hold of the fact of living by faith. And coming to the, I was just, I, was, I don't remember who I was even sharing this with. I was just uh, in my office yesterday and, and going over the message and, and praying and seeking the Lord. And it was just one of those times. Thank you, buddy. It was you I was talking to, wasn't it? Anyway, I was, as I was um, sitting there, I just, it was one of those times where I just looked up, you know, looked up into the sky from my office. And, and um, I was just, just, again, thanking him how easy he's made it for us. And it was just like God just, just flooded me with his love. And he said, it's because I love you. It's because I love you. I've made it easy for you because I love you. And you get that revelation and get that understanding. My goodness, friends, living by faith was never supposed to be difficult. I know from a, from a personal experience in my walk with the Lord, even when I went off to Ramah, I had a misconception of only a chosen select few would ever be able to go up higher in God and live that life of faith. And, and, and as I've studied this over the years and as I've come to, to, to really be meditating in, in it more than ever before, oh my goodness, guys, I'm telling you right now, this life of faith, this life of faith, oh, it's so good. It's what will change this world. It's what will change your world. We sometimes just accept what the enemy throws at us. Oh, well, just my lot in life, just what I've got to deal with. I'll always struggle in this area. Why do we succumb to something that's from the enemy when the enemy is already defeated? Why do we succumb to that? Jesus has already defeated him. All we got to do is look to him. The battle is the Lord's. I, I have a victory in Jesus. Amen. Don't get out of yourself and get into him. Don't see yourself the way the world sees you, this flesh and bone body. See yourself the way he sees you, in Christ. You are in Christ. I am in Christ. Whoo, glory to God. It, it, it's time for us, the church, for us as Christians to rise up and be who God always intended for us to be. Not a bunch of wishy-washy, weak-kneed, spaghetti-backbone Christians who just let whatever comes their way come their way, it's time to be the church. It's time to make an impact in this world for Jesus. It's time to reach the lost for him. It's time to go out there and demonstrate to them that our God is genuine. Our God is real. God, he's a God of love, a God of compassion, a God of goodness, a God of mercy. We're called to be showing him off to the world. Amen. Y'all getting this? Whew, how many want more of him today? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Whew. I saw uh, we're going to be singing that song, and I just love that song. Just from that perspective, I want more. I said, I want more. How about you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, go with me in your Bibles. And if you need an offering envelope, it's just an envelope today. <laughs> we're in the process of getting our other envelopes. If you would please mark on these envelopes the information just like you normally would 
obviously it will. You don't have to have it for a check, but please, if you want to give my cash, you need to go ahead and mark everything down there, please, so we can make note of it. Praise the Lord. I know that some people don't think their mentality is, I don't need to know. I don't need to know how much I gave or whatever. Friends, you're looking at it the wrong way. Because, <clears throat> see, you should be excited about just waving in the devil's face how much money you have given. Are you listening? It should be something that you're excited about doing. Because, see, that's how you stomp on the devil's head. And if you're like me, I like stomping on the devil's head. I want to show him and demonstrate to him I'm not just up here blowing smoke. I'm not up just giving out mere words. I practice what I preach. I am a giver. And because I'm a giver, I'm going to demonstrate to the devil that I'm always going to be a giver. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, go with me. I've already told you where to go. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 23. You're supposed to be in the spirit. No. The Bible says this. We went over this um, a few weeks ago, I believe. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our faith or our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Again, we got to understand that we have an enemy that's going to come and try to get, a, get us to let go of that confession. He'll come with distractions. He'll come with time. He'll come with whatever it is to try to, you know, feeding us all this stuff. Oh, it's not stuff doesn't work. What pastors up there talking about doesn't work. You just need this money. You got to do take care of yourself. If you could take care of yourself, wouldn't you already be doing it then? Just saying. I'd rather live off of the 90%, giving God the 10%, knowing God's going to bless my socks off, than trying to do it all on my own. Are you listening? And if you ever have issues with me in this area, can you please just come to me and let's sit down and talk about it? Because I can take you to Scripture after Scripture after Scripture after Scripture after Scripture that talks about how God wants us blessed. And how God wants us prosper, living prosperously and living successfully. The thing is, if that's going to happen, then you're going to have to do it God's way. Hello? This is part of that living by faith. And when God tells us in, in Malachi to bring our tithes into the local church, then that's what we need to be doing is bringing our tithes into the local church. People have said, well, that passed away when the law passed away. Well, friends, let me tell you a little secret. If it's not something, if it doesn't impact what's written in the New Testament, then it still sticks. It's still the same. Jesus got on the religious people because they were tithing off of the little minute uh, grains and stuff. They were tithing that, but they weren't tithing in other areas. They weren't giving in other areas, operating in the love of God and so forth. But Jesus said right there at that time, you should tithe in those areas, but you should also do this. Jesus said that. Remember him? He's our Lord and Savior. And if he said we should be tithing, I don't care what anybody else says. I'm going to keep on tithing. I've been doing it. We've been doing it as a married couple since we got married. And time after time after time after time after time, God has come through for us. He never fails us. Sometimes it feels like, you know, we've gone past the deadline. Have you ever felt like you've gone past the deadline? 
I mean, I've had times where I had to call them up. That's integrity. I don't have the money right now. I, I, I'm talking to them now. I'm not talking to the Lord. I'm not speaking in faith. I'm just letting them know I don't have the money. Can I have some more time? And they would, most of the time, they're like, wow, you called me? You're calling us? They honor you for doing that. And so the point I'm trying to get across is, is that God is faithful, always faithful to do what he said he's going to do in his word. And I have, again, when you have seen it happen in your life over and over and over and over again, why in the world wouldn't I continue down this pathway? I believe without a shadow of a doubt, we're just getting started financially. What God is going to be doing for us financially, and you might think, well, why do you need all those finances for? Because I'm going to be a bigger blessing than I've ever been in my life. Are you hearing me? To this church, to the people of this church, to other churches, to other ministries, God wants to bless us. Do you know that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just? We're living in that day. Right now, I'm expecting the wealth of the wicked to come into my life through this church. However, I don't care how it happens, but I'm expecting those things to happen. I believe that God is looking over his word to perform it in my life because I'm a doer of his word. He said that I can prove him now in this, that he would open the windows of heaven and pour out so much upon me. I'm not going to have enough room to contain it all. Are you listening? Does that sound like living blessed to you? And then he goes on to say, and I'm going to rebuke the devourer for you so that the seed you have sown will bring back to you a mighty harvest. Amen. Amen. I'm expecting a mighty harvest. How about you? Do you know? And I, I, okay, I guess I'm going to have to, no, Lord, I don't like to use the word guess. Um, One of the things I believe the Lord is directing me to do on Wednesday nights is this is to start teaching on angels. I've never taught on angels. And uh, one of the things that I believe so many in the church fail to do is use your angels, ministering spirits on your behalf. A lot of times, your angel stands like this. How's the weather up there in heaven? Kind of chilly down here in Montana. They don't do nothing. Because the Christian never puts their angels to work on their behalf. Do you know the Bible talks about they respond to the word of faith? You speak the word of God out of your mouth, and they get busy bringing it to pass. And see, that's where, again, in my mind's eye, because see, we got more angels than there are demons, way more. I like to put my angel to work, and when we get to heaven, he'll attest to it because he's going to be all bloodied and bruised up and everything because he had to take care of me. But anyway, I believe that God is wanting us to get this revelation. And can I, I don't need to get off talking so much on angels, but they are sent forth to minister unto us as heirs of salvation. That's what the Bible talks about in Hebrews. It's Hebrews, right? Huh? For us, thank you. Minister for us, what did I say? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The bottom line to this is, listen, we have authority. We have authority on this earth, in this earth. We can bind the enemy. We can loose the ministering spirits. We have that authority. God's given it to us. He's put it into our hands. He's delegated it to you and me. So why don't we take advantage of what God has put 
it has given us the uh, uh, responsibility to use and start to use these angels. I'm telling you right now, if you can see the size of your angel, you will be using him a whole lot more than you do. These aren't some little, you know, like you show those little pictures of little fat angels strumming on a clown. Oh, holy is he. Man, I'm telling you, man, my angel's probably, I'd say 15 foot tall, take care of me. But my goodness, I've got an angel. you got an angel. And the Bible says he's always before the face of God. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, I got off on that, but there you go. That's one of the things we're going to start teaching on. On angels. So, Lord, you called me out on that one. No, I told him. So, there you go. Hallelujah. Let's believe God right now that when we bring our tithes and our offerings into this local storehouse, God's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. He looks over his word to perform it in our lives. And then, listen, when I bind Satan, you know what it means to be bound? Um, where is Jimmy at? Okay. Anyway, I need, uh, can you give her to your beautiful wife there, and Ron, come up here too. I know I'm off on a teaching, but that's okay, right? All right, Ron, you get to be the devil today. Sorry, dude. Look at that smile, I kind of look at <laughs> Anyway, so the devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to take me out. He don't like me. My angel is buff. <laughs> and so I know that my angel, empowered by my faith and with the blood of Jesus, can take him any day of the week and whoop the tar out of him. And when I say I bind Satan in my mind's eye, he comes around and grabs the devil around what is he bound right now? He can't do anything. And he just basically flings him. And in my mind, and you don't have to do that part. In my, uh, and listen, in my mind, what's going on is the devil's just thrown. Just, he's gone. And then I loose the ministering spirit to go forth and cause that harvest to come in. What is that talking about? Is the angel himself going to bring me some my finances? No. But what he'll do is he'll go up to somebody and, hey, you need to send an offering. Oh, thank you. Whoa, how much is it? <laughs> anyway, you need to send an offering to Celebration of Life Church. Or you need to send a love offering to Pastor Dan. Or you need to send an, an offering to your neighbor, whoever. You lose the ministering spirit to go forth now and cause it to come in. And, I don't know, just go... Anyway, he's going, all right. Do y'all get the illustration, though? We have angels. Go ahead. Get out of here, devil. <laughs> God wants us, and this is something, again, I, this is me in my meditation. I was just thinking about living by faith again. I'm just sharing. I'm kind of, I know I'm kind of rabbit trailing, but that's okay. I was just thinking about living a life of faith, and I'm like, well, God, am I living a, really living a life of faith? living a life of faith. And he says, just you asking me that question is called faith. Just you having your mind on me is faith. You can't see me. Have we ever seen him? 
face to face. Anytime that we are looking into our Bibles and we're reading the Bible, understanding that it's the words of God, that's faith. And so my point in saying all that is, is that when I give in accordance with his word, I'm doing it in faith. And because I'm doing it in faith, well, hello, little girl. When I do it in faith, what can I expect? When I do it, God makes himself responsible for the results. Shouldn't that make you want to do what God's telling you to do? Shouldn't that make you more excited than ever to do what God's telling you to do? You do it God's way, you can expect to get results. Amen. Yes. That's right. That's right. And he does, and he has, and he always will. Amen? All right, I've preached enough on this. Let's hold up our offerings and let's pray. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we come before you. We bring our tithes and our offerings into this local storehouse. We do so in faith, in accordance with your word, fully believing as we do so, Lord God, you are looking over your word to perform it in our lives. We expect to be blessed beyond measure, Father. And Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are bound now off of our finances, off of the finances of this church and my family and me. And right now, Father, we loose the ministering spirits to go forth and cause the harvest to come in. We do expect that to take place. We are blessed to be a blessing in this place, in Jesus' name. And glory to God. Again, Lord God, we thank you for our church building. It's coming in. It's ours in Jesus' name. We don't care how, what the price is. The only thing that matters to us is if you said it's ours, it's ours, period. That's faith. So glory to God. We thank you for this now. We call ourselves blessed again in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Whoa. Flying things. All right, children. You guys are dismissed. I don't know how many weeks I've tried to do this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many are ready for the word this morning? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Oh, we serve a good God, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I'm excited to get this word out to you today. How many believe? Never mind. I'm not even going to ask that question. I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. Let's pray. Father, we do come before you now. We do so humbly. We do so in accordance with your word. We do so in faith. Our hearts cry, Lord, is to know you more. As we've been singing about, talking about, our hearts want to know you more. So we're asking you, Holy Spirit, as our teacher, to lead us and guide us into the truth of the word, to bring revelation to our hearts, strengthening our hearts thereby, and renewing our minds with the word so our thoughts align with your thoughts. I believe that this word that is going to be heard this day, received with faith, then have that stirred up on the inside and then acted upon, glory to God will be great, bring great blessings to those who do it 
We give you praise for it now. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, children's Church without his tiger. Come on, dude. Come on. I understand. <laughs> what have we been teaching on in here? Been talking about faith. I've titled the series, According to Your Faith. Uh, and we saw when two blind men came to Jesus to be healed in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus focused in on their faith as the reason for their healing. Matthew chapter 9 verse 28 tells us, And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Boy, I tell you what. That's how we need to reply to the Lord. Yes, Lord. Can I do this? Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. According to your faith, let it be to you. According to your faith, let it be to you. Then we saw in Mark chapter 9 that Jesus said to the father who had brought his son to be healed, was that all he needed to do was believe. Why? Because all things are possible to him who believes. And the, and the father immediately said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And the boy was healed. <laughs> Even with thoughts of doubt in his head, he believed with his heart and he got what he came for. Are you listening? Why? Because faith is of the heart. It's not of the head. I want you to catch that. Faith is of the heart. It's not of the head. And when you are stepping out in faith, again in accordance with God's word, all things are possible. I just can't get off of this. All things are possible. Amen. All things are possible. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Do you believe God? Do you believe in God? Do you believe God? Do you believe God? All things are possible for you. Do you believe in God's word? All things are possible for you. Do you believe in the name of Jesus? All things are possible for you. Do you believe in the blood of Jesus Christ? All things are possible for you. Do you believe in the power of God? Come on, say it with me. All things are possible for me. Now, Pastor Dan, Pastor Dan, Pastor Dan, does that really mean all things? Well, let me just ask you a question. Who said this? Jesus, the one with whom it is impossible to lie. Correct? Does Jesus look over his word to perform it in our lives? <laughs> if Jesus said to you, he said it to this man. This man got it. I believe. Now, how my unbelief, but I believe. I believe it right here. I, I got thoughts of, thoughts of doubt bouncing around in my head. But I believe it right here, Lord. Got results. 
what was seemed like impossible because his disciples weren't able to get that boy healed. It seemed like an impossible situation. But notice that Jesus didn't say to that man, well, thankfully you came to me. Because, see, you needed to talk to me in order for that boy to get healed. You needed the, the touch from God in order for that boy to be healed. Is that what Jesus emphasized? Is that what Jesus said? Please get a hold of this. If that's what Jesus meant, then that's what Jesus would have said. He does not mince his words. He does not throw out hyperbole. He does not just go out there and embellish his stories and say things he doesn't mean. Do you know that that's the way you should live your life? You know what ends up hindering a lot of people's faith? It's their mouth and because they have not been people who have followed through with what they've said. They're, they're, They're known for lying. They're they're known for, once again, embellishing their stories, making it this big when it was only this big. I, I, I cannot express this to you enough. If Jesus said to this man, all you got to do is believe because all things are possible to those, to him who believes, this will change your world right here. This will change your life right here. Because how many know that all things includes all things? You might be dealing with sickness. Does that fall under the category of all things? You might be dealing with a bondage. Does that fall under the category of all things? You might have lack in your life. You, must be, you might be lacking a lot. You might be in serious debt. Does that fall under all things? All things are possible to those who believe. Oh, Pastor Dan, I don't know if I can believe. Yes, you can. It's your choice. I'm going to get into that in just a moment, hopefully. (laughs) All things are possible. All things are possible to those who believe. Oh, glory to God. Woo! Go with me to Mark 10. How long have I been going? Only 10 minutes? Oh, we got a long time to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark 10, I want to look at a few more sets of scriptures to show us the importance of us living by faith. Verse 46. Now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And notice where he sat by the road doing what? Begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. Then many, not just one, not just two, but many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> I love it. He won't go and let those people tell him what he was going to do. Have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind men. Man, saying to him, be of good cheer. Now they're all on board with him. Rise, he, he is calling you and throwing aside his garment. Now so many people read right past that and miss what just happened. 
Because see, what just happened is blind Bartimaeus, he knew something was fixing to take place. That cloak, that robe represented to others that he was blind. So when he stood, when Jesus said, bring him to me, and they said, okay, 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 you can go see him. Jesus calling for you. He came, okay, rips off that cloak and says, I'm now going, I'm going to get what I know Jesus is going to give me. I'm going to get my healing. I don't need that cloak no more. Are you hearing me? Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni. That literally means my great one. My great one, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith. Everybody say your faith. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Why didn't Jesus say to him, go your way, God has healed you? Because in essence, he really did, didn't he? He is the healer, right? Yes. He's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. But once again, it's not all left up to him, is it? We're called to believe he does the healing. We're called to step out in faith. He performs the miracle. Are you listening? So this blind man heard that Jesus was walking by, and obviously he had heard that Jesus was going around healing the sick and disease because he began to cry out to him. And even though the crowds were trying to silence him, he wasn't going to let that dissuade him. No siree. He began to cry out all the more for Jesus. And the very moment he did, it caused Jesus to stop in his tracks. Friends, do you want to get the attention of Jesus? Our healer and cause him to stop in his tracks? Cry out in faith. Not whining, not complaining, not just a hoping and a praying, but step out in faith. Glory to God. There's just something that causes Jesus to stop on our behalf when we cry out in faith. Are you hearing me? Thank you, Jesus. When you get his attention, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think he was, he's going to look at you and say, well, I know the things you've done in your life. And you just don't measure up to being able to receive anything from me. What a sponge of junk. Mm-hmm. Now, in reality, it's true that we don't deserve receiving anything from the Lord. But, everybody say but. but. There's some good buts in the Bible. <laughs> That's my daughter, for those who didn't know. <laughs> this is one of those good buts. <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought, Brooke. Sheesh. Where am I at? Oh, we don't deserve anything from the Lord. But... Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of what he did for us through his redemptive work. 
It now belongs to you and me. It's now ours. Thank you, Jesus. And when you cry out in faith and he stops and turns to you, I promise you, you're going to get what you came for. That's just who he is. I said, that's just who he is. Oh, glory to God. You know, I sometimes, I watch, um, what's the name of that show? Um, Chosen. The Chosen. And sometimes I have to admit, I, just, I watch it and some of it I'm like going, eh, I don't remember that being in the Bible. But anyway, um, but there are sometimes things happen there and I just start crying. Just crying. And it's the simple things. Like Jesus, when uh, Matthew, um, when Jesus stopped and turned around and looked back at him. Oh, my goodness. That's like, it just hit me into my heart. That's what he did to me, for me. Glory to God. Glory to God. He wants to do these things for you and me. He's already done it. He's already accomplished these things. It's not something you earn. It's not something you measure up to. It belongs to you because of him. Amen. Now, do you think it bothers him when you say, Jesus, I'm just going to grab some of that healing that you made provided for me? Do you think he turns right away? What are you doing? Who do you think you are? Do you think it bothers him for you to ask in faith for what he's done, for what he went through so I could have it? Do you think that bothers him? Uh-oh. The reason I brought up the chuck because just that smile. Yeah, I guarantee he smiles. I mean, what do you do when your children do something that just, you're just so blessed because they do it? You just, you just can't help but smiling. How much more is that true for our heavenly daddy and our Lord and Savior, Jesus? When we step out in faith to do and take advantage of everything he's done for us. I guarantee you it makes him smile. Amen. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. So once again, this man was brought to Jesus. Jesus asked him what he wanted, and he tells Jesus that I may receive my sight. And Jesus tells him to go his way. Your faith has made you well. Glory to God. This blind man went from sitting by the road begging to following Jesus on the road completely healed. Oh, glory to God. You can go from a beggar to a follower by your faith in Jesus. Oh, how I love you, Jesus. It was all because of his faith. Now go with me to Mark chapter 5. I know these are familiar scriptures, but I'm wanting you to catch something here. I'm wanting you to get the revelation of something here. God focuses in on our faith. Our faith. And our faith, as we're going to see here in just a moment... Is not something that you have to go to Bible school in order to get some. All it takes, did you hear that? My crack in my voice, I'm finally maturing. <laughs> All it takes is this. I know I got off on this a couple weeks ago, I think it was. I don't remember when it was now. Talking about the word, the word, the word, the word. You need to be in the word, the word, the word, the word. Got to love your Bible, 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 Bible. Got to put it in you, put it in you, put it in you. Not just every now and then, but every day. 
every day. Let me just say this too. If you have issues with reading the Bible, then you need to find, when you're dealing with something, you need to find a scripture that, you're, that substantiates that you're free from something or that it belongs to you. And you need to keep that before you. You need to get a three by five card, whatever it is. And you need to be speaking it throughout the day. Because why? Because the enemy will come throughout the day to try to get you over into doubt, isn't he? He'll try to get you to get into doubt and do without. I'm going to believe and receive, amen? Glory to God. All right, now a certain woman, verse 25, Mark 5, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, 12 years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, was no better, but rather grew worse. In other words, she hadn't been able to be healed by natural means, and she had wasted all of her money trying to do so. And this had gone on once again for 12 years. And you get upset because you've dealt with something for a week. Just saying. But notice what happens that changes everything. Verse 27, when she heard about Jesus. What happens when you hear about Jesus? Faith. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be. Not I hope to be, not I may be. No, I shall be made whole. Glory to God. Faith speaks boldly and with complete confidence, no matter what the natural facts are telling you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice what happens, verse 29. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. So notice how she got her healing. She believed, she said, she acted, and then finally she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction. Believing, saying, acting, then the feeling, then the manifestation in this natural realm. Amen. You should write that down. Put that in your Bible because right there's your answer to getting your answer. I mean, uh, how you get your answers when you step out in faith. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. Why? Was Jesus so insistent on knowing who had touched him? I mean, you know that those crowds of people thronging him were probably reaching out to touch him. But friends, this time he was touched, not accidentally, not with curiosity. He was touched with a touch of faith. Thank you, Jesus. And now he wanted to know who it was. He wanted to know who drew that power out of him. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. But the woman, verse 33, fearing and trembling and knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, daughter, your faith. Everybody say your faith. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So is it all up to God? No, it's not. Jesus bought and paid for it with his precious blood. 
And now it's available to all of us who believe. Friends, he's basically ringing the dinner bell and saying, come and get it. Everything you need for this life is on this table. You got healing? You need healing? Come on, come and get it. You need deliverance? On the table. You need uh, 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 to be blessed? It's here. It's here. All you got to do is reach out with your hands of faith and take it from the spirit realm and bring it to this natural realm. Amen. Amen. Two realms. Two realms. Everybody say two realms. You got this natural realm? Temporary place, by the way, subject to change. And then you got the spirit realm. Eternal. I said it's eternal. And everything Jesus accomplished for us is right there in that spirit realm. Now, I remember, um, I don't remember who it was who said this, but the, uh, was talking about, because somebody had mentioned that, you know, the spirit realm must be so far away. And this, this person the Lord spoke to this person and said, no, if you could only see into the spirit realm, you would recognize we're right there. We're right there. This world, ever say this world, this world. is subject to change. That means it's, it's temporary. We got these chairs. They're made out of, I guess that's steel. And the rest of it and everything else, I guarantee you in 100 years that chair will no longer look like that. Am I right? It's probably going to be broken down, probably been thrown away. It's subject to change. And what you've got to understand when the enemy tries to bring something against you, let's just use something physical, and and, and it tries to get on your body, and you start to have these uh, effects of something, and you, your body starts to ache, you, you might start to throw up or whatever the case is, right away you should know because it's happening in this world, it, does, it cannot stay because this world is subject to change. Are you listening? And everything I need to get this off of me has already been provided for me through the redemptive work of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now all I got to do is reach out in faith based upon his word and knowing that when I do so, Jesus is going to look at me and say to me, let it be to you according to your faith. Go and be healed of your affliction. Hallelujah. Can I just tell off of myself? I'm saying this not to start speaking like, ooh, what's going on with Pastor? I, the other day, I walked into my, my bathroom, and all of a sudden, it was like I had this weird feeling on this side of this eye. I mean, it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like something was happening to my eye. And I immediately said, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to read my Bible? I'm going blind. Do you think I did that? Not even a little bit. I immediately said, Holy Spirit, I know you're in me. And I know one of the reasons you're in me is to quicken, bring life to my mortal body. So I'm asking you right now, I don't know what this is, but it can't stay in my eye in Jesus' name. And look at me like that. It was gone. It was gone. It was gone. Do you think I'm better than you in the eyes of God? If God would do something like that for me, guess what? 
He'll do something like that for you. If you do it in faith. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. It's just amazing to me. Because see, what a lot of Christians do, this is what they'll do. Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. Yeah, come by here, Lord. Come by here. They're waiting on God to come and do something for them when he's already done something for them. And now it's up to them to step out and receive it by faith. But that's not how the majority of Christians are. I hate to use that word maturity, but it's the truth. The moment something tries to get on your body, you need to become persnickety about it. Yeah. And do not wait. And if you'll, you pick up your phone and call somebody, your whining buddy, I'll just throw it like that, not W-I-N-I-N-G, W-H-I-N-I-N-G. Listen, when you have something try to come on you, you know what you need to do first? Talk to him. And then call your faith buddy. Not your whining buddy. Not your grumbling buddy. Your faith buddy. You know, I, I woke up and my body was doing this to me this morning. I just want you to be in agreement that it cannot stay in my body because by his stripes I was healed. And if I was healed, that means I am healed. See, there's, that's where you need to have somebody come alongside of you, church family coming alongside of you, coming into agreement with you so that you get the results Amen. that you're believing God for. Amen. Hello? Yeah. But what do so many Christians do? Well, I just, I, I go out of bed this morning, my big toe hurt really bad. I think it's cancer. It's got to be cancer. I heard that cancer starts in the big toe, not the little, the big toe. Isn't that sad? I know I'm making light of it, but it's the truth. People have a tendency to like, they, it's almost like Christians think by telling these stories about themselves that it makes us feel, makes us feel sorry for them. Can I just throw you this out to you for free? I'm not in the business of making you feel better. I'm in the business of leading you to receive what God has done for you so that you are healed of that thing. This is not a church that goes around stroking those that come to this church. Oh, I just hope you leave from here feeling better today, Case. I know you came in here with a frown on your face. Just believe God to turn that frown upside down and leave here feeling better, buddy. Is that where you want to go to a church? Because I guarantee you, you can find a bunch of them in this, this valley. <laughs> sad, sad, sad. I want to, I want, when I listen to the word of God, and I listen to the word of God throughout the week, I want someone who's going to teach me the word. That's going to open up the word and bring revelation to my heart. Why? Why is that so important to me? Because I know that's what's going to change me. I know that if I hear that word and it just registers with my heart, and, I'm, and it happens all the time. You know why? Because I go, when I start listening, I go expecting. I go expecting to hear from the Lord. And, and, but when I know that happens, I, you know, when I get excited in my spirit, I know what's going on is the faith is being built up inside of me. 
And that's my cry as your pastor. I want to present the truth of the word to you so that you get it in your heart and you get excited about it and you begin to treasure it and you begin to meditate upon it and you get your faith built up and then step out and receive what God has already done for you through the redemptive work of Jesus. Who initiated the healing? Was it Jesus or was it this woman? This woman, she, Jesus wasn't even having a healing revival. He wasn't laying hands on anybody. He was simply walking with Jairus to his house with a throng of people around him. And, 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 and the Bible calls, I don't remember if it's a multitude or multitudes. But it, bottom line is, if you look and study the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 3,000, it talks about multitude and multitudes. And if that's a, labeled as a multitude, could you envision... 5,000 people around Jesus as he's walking to Jairus' house. But this one woman who had been dealing with this thing for 12 years heard about Jesus, heard about the fact that Jesus was healing. He wasn't just some kind of one of them, you know, what do they call them, shucksters or whatever the case was, that go around talking a big game and never no results, no fruit. He was getting results. He had fruit in his ministry. And so she heard about him and she said, if I can only, if I can only touch the hem of his garment. I believe when she started to say that, the devil jumped on her shoulder and said, there ain't no way. You, you're not even supposed to be out. In this crowd. It's illegal for you to be out here in this crowd. And plus, how are you going to get through that crowd? You're feeling a weak woman. You've been dealing with this for 12 years, 12 long years. And you ain't going to be able to get to where Jesus is. But this woman said, I- I'm going to get there. You watch and see. And I could just see. I, am, I look forward to meeting you when I get up there. I bet this woman was, oh, she just said, I'm going to go touch the hem of his garment. Yeah. I'm going to go touch the hem of his garment. Amen. And she began to push through the crowd. People kind of like, what is going on? Because you know, she's, she's, she's not strong. She's dealing with sickness. She's been dealing with this blood issue for 12 years. And but she's pushing through. And she's pushing through. And she's pushing through. She said, I think that's him. She keeps pushing through. He's walking away from her. But he's going to keep pushing through. And finally she gets up there. And she just reaches down and touches the hem of his garment. That tassel down there. Boosh. Woo. Woo. She initiated it. She basically, listen, she took her healing. She took her healing. And did Jesus turn around and get upset? Did Jesus turn around and say, who did that? Who touched me? Anyway, he did say that, but <laughs> not in an angry way. <laughs> he, 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 he. He knew somebody had drawn power out of him. And so many people, religious religion, have come to believe or come to teach others that you can't take from the Lord. You can't do that. That would make him angry and he he wouldn't let that happen. There's no way that would ever happen. But it did. I said, but it did. She reached out and took her healing. Jesus turned around, and I guarantee you, when she came falling up, because she was scared. Oh, my gosh, I just took my healing. He didn't even know. I didn't even ask him. I just took it. I just came up and grabbed him and said, I got what I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
And then Jesus has to stop. Why you stop? I'm like, yo, Jesus, I don't need you to stop. But, you know, so she goes up and she presents herself to him, right? <laughs> and when Jesus turned around, religion tells us he was probably angry. But the Bible tells us he was, I guarantee you, he was smiling. He was pleased. I, I, I know you didn't touch me like them other people trying to, you know, that, that bumping into me accidentally or something, you know, oh, this is, ooh, I want to be, able, ooh, this is curious. I want to, you know, have that curiosity. This woman came differently. And Jesus turned around and said, woman, your faith, your faith, your faith has made you well. Oh, 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 oh. If you can get a hold of this. Does faith still work the same as it worked back then? Does faith still come the same way? Comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And notice, she heard about Jesus, but it doesn't say that she had gone to a, a Bible school for 20 years. And it built her faith up so much, meditating in the, the Bible for weeks on end, months on end, years on end, until she finally got to the place where she had enough faith to be able to get something from God. It just says she heard about Jesus. See, sometimes you need to understand that all it really takes is us getting to a place where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you just heard one time that Jesus heals. That's all it takes. Nobody's going to take me away. I, I'm, I'm, it's mine. All I'm going to do is go up there and just touch the hem of his garment. It's mine. It's, it's mine. I got it. All I got to do is touch the hem of his garment, and I will be healed. I will be healed. I will be healed. And she got what she went for. Did she get what she came for because of the power of God? She was healed. The power of God was involved. She drew the power out, right? But that's not what Jesus emphasized. Religion emphasizes the power. Religion emphasizes God. Emphasizes Jesus. But Jesus emphasized faith. Do you see how something like this, getting a hold of a story like this in the Bible, something that happened in the ministry of Jesus, can totally change your life? If faith comes the exact same way, then glory to God, we can do just like that. Do not think that you don't measure up. Never think that way. I, I shared with you with my sister who's been with the Lord enjoying herself right now. Glory to God. That's, that's one of her biggest holdups, challenges. She didn't think she measured up. She didn't think she deserved it. If you come to the realization, it has nothing to do with me deserving it. It has everything to do with what Jesus accomplished for me. That's why we receive him into our hearts. That's why we get born again. I believe in what Jesus did through his death, burial, and resurrection, now seating at the right hand of the Father, wherever he sits to make intercession on my behalf. I believe in what he's done for me. Now, I've got to find out what he's done for me through his redemptive work. That is just not my one-way ticket into heaven. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to shut down here in a moment. Healing is included in my salvation package. 
It's all part of it. Living free is in my salvation package. Being blessed beyond measure is in my healing package. Being, no, in my salvation package. Being uh, divinely protected is in my salvation package. All, everything you could ever imagine you would ever need is provided already because of Jesus. And he wants every one of us to live in that. That's why we are now where? In Christ. <laughs> because of him, I can receive it by faith without doubt and receive it and expect it and know that it's coming to manifest in this natural realm. There's nobody that can stop it from happening. I, um, as I was sharing with you earlier, just speaking out, just talking to God. And in my mind, I'm, you know, I'm just meditating, looking up to him and talking to me, him on my, my, my mind. And, and I was just like, oh, man, God, you made this so simple. You've made this so simple. And it was just like almost immediately, it's because I love you. It's because I love you. It was never meant to be something that was difficult. Take me at my word. Trust me when I say you can do this or you can be healed of this. It's already done. Jesus took your place, went to the cross, died there for you, for your sins, for your transgressions. He took it all upon him. I'll close with this. And Lord, you're going to have to remind me of how this goes. I was listening to Nancy Dufresne. And she was talking about her husband. And at this time in his life, he was just an usher. And they were fixing to take communion. And he said, as they were, you know, getting ready to pass the elements out, he said, Lord, I don't really understand communion. And he said, right away in the spirit, it was like the skies opened. And he saw Jesus on the cross. And all of a sudden, it was like, he saw this word, and on that word was one of the diseases that's found on this earth, and it hit his body. And then another, and then another, and then another, and then another. And he said it kept going. It got to the place. It was happening so fast. It was like being hit with all these sicknesses and diseases. Boosh, boosh, boosh. He did it all. He took it all for us. He did it all for you and me. I want to live up to that level he's made available for me to live at. Not so I can be a jerk. Not so that I can be a selfish person. But so I can go around showing the world how good our God is. I don't... We have wondered why we get so few results here in the United States of America. Because here in the United States of America, all that, all that usually happens in church services is preaching. There's no signs following. Jesus, the one we're supposed to imitate, whenever he preached, it was always accompanied with signs and wonders. Are you listening? The only place where he got very few results is when he went to his own hometown. Because they said, who are you? We saw you. You're just the carpenter's son. In other words, they weren't in faith about it. I'm in faith about it. I believe in what Jesus Christ has done for us. 
I believe that it's ours now. Not something that I hope to receive down the road. Friends, 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 friends. Let it be to you according to your faith. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has set you free. Your faith has blessed you beyond measure. Your faith, your faith. Everybody say my faith. My faith. Is, this, is it too hard for you to believe? Next week, the Lord, no, it won't be next week, will it? Go on the church picnic next week. I didn't quite get where I wanted to go, but I got to where I, the Lord wanted me to go. Hallelujah. Because I really want you guys to plan on being here. It'll be two weeks, two Sundays from now. Because I really want you guys to understand what faith is and how it works. And, and, and I'm going to give you some illustrations from the Bible where it's brought out so clearly from my perspective. Amen? Amen. Are you guys getting something? Yeah. Are you starting to recognize and understand, man, I'm really a person of faith. Yeah. It's, it's not for Pastor Dan, it's for me. Comes the same way, guys. Comes the same way. We hear about Jesus. We start to say from our mouths what we believe we're going to receive. Then we act on it. And then it manifests. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I could go off and run off in a few more areas, but I need to stop. Hallelujah. Are you guys catching this? You know, um, where this building is concerned, we, Pastor Jonah and I talked to uh, the current owner and, and, and uh, we're just talking with him and then he led us to the realtor that's handling it and talked with him. And um, one of the things that, <laughs> understand how I'm saying this, in the natural, I have no idea how it could happen. I'm staying away from that. But I'm keeping the picture of it on my computer. And every day I'm clicking on it, looking at it. We could do this here, we could do this here. Put that, change that sign to Celebration of Life Church, the Buzz Coffee Bar. And, 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 and you know, park. It's, I've been confessing for years it's going to have great parking, great location. It's going to be fully renovated. Are you listening? So last night as I was dreaming, I, I, I had a dream someone handed me $10 million. So not only would we be able to buy it and get it renovated, but we'd have a lot more money. We'd go around being a big blessing. <laughs> I love being a blessing. I love going to ministries and showing them that thank you. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Thank you for pre- ministering to my life. Amen. God is working. We're in the last of the last days. It's time to hit the ground running. You know what I mean? He needs us. He needs you. He needs me to show up and be the people of faith he needs us to be in this day and hour. Are you ready to do the miraculous? You got to be tanked up on the spirit, tanked up on the word. Amen. Ooh, miracles. Miracles. 
signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We praise you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'm so glad that what lies before me is impossible for me to do anything about in the natural. But glory to God, I don't have to approach this in the natural. I can approach this based off of what you've spoken to my heart, what you've spoken to my wife's heart. Glory to God, it's been in our hearts all these years. It's been percolating lately more than ever. <laughs> Ooh, what, the, what the world labels impossible shall become a mere possibility. That's right, that's right. I trust you, Almighty God. I trust in you with all my heart. I lean not to my own understanding. I don't have to understand how it's going to happen. I don't have to know where the money's coming from. I don't need to know if this church is going to keep growing, 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 growing. It is, but glory to God, that doesn't matter where this is concerned. The only thing that matters is what did you say? What you have you said? What you have spoken? Because <laughs> you'll take it bring it to pass and the lives of the many people who come to know this will be so blessed oh that's going to be a glorious place a place filled with your spirit where lives are completely changed forever in your presence yes we'll see the signs and wonders we'll see the miracles happening we'll see people getting up out of wheelchairs we'll see the lame walking We'll see the blind eyes opened. We'll see the deaf ears opened. Ha, ha, ha. The bound shall be set free. Lives shall be changed forevermore. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the miraculous shall be commonplace at Celebration of Life Church. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We worship you here in this place. Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. May this which I've shared from my heart, from your heart through me, to their hearts. May it resonate in their hearts throughout this week. May these be people who We'll do exactly what I did yesterday. Go into the Bible, meditate on scriptures that I know you've spoken to me. And know that those things which you've spoken to me cause faith to rise up. And then just step out and to do. Step out and do what the Word tells us to do. And when we do that, you are faithful to look over your Word to perform it in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you here, Lord. We worship you here, Lord. You are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. 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 
just real, real quickly with our eyes closed. I know we're Christians in this house. But if there's anybody in here that would say, Pastor Dan, I've been doing things my own way and I just need to come back to the Lord. I need to rededicate myself to Him. If I'm speaking to you on that occasion, all I'm asking you to do, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. No one's looking around but me. But I need you to just slide your hand up and we're going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. I see that hand. Once you lift that hand, you can put it down. Anybody else to say, that's me. You need to get right with the Lord. You know what you've been doing isn't right. Don't hold back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, a hand went up, so we're all going to pray together. Amen. We're a Christian body. We're a family. So let's do this together. Let's lift a hand up to God right now, all of us in this room. And say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died on the cross for me, for my sins and my transgressions. I receive right now, by faith, the cleansing of that precious blood over my life. As I confess to you the sins I've been doing, I thank you that your mercy endures forever, that you're a good God. I thank you for the grace I need now to live free, stay free, continue to live out all my days for Jesus, my Lord and Savior. I thank you for this now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory to God. Well, I just trust again that everybody's catching this. You're getting stirred up. Because again, and I know that eventually we'll talk about these different things, God's faithfulness and and. and his love, how those things impact stepping out in faith. But I'm going to tell you something. He wants to do things for you. Otherwise, he would have never given us Jesus. Amen. But he did. And those things now belong to us. Let's take full advantage of them. Amen. Glory to God. Pray a special blessing over everybody now as they go their way, Lord. I call their homes blessed, their children blessed, their families blessed. I call their workplaces blessed, their jobs blessed. I call this church blessed. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. Remember, next Sunday, next Sunday on the 10th, we were going to go to Highlight. There are going to be people getting water baptized. We're going to have elk burgers and regular burgers for those who don't want elk burgers. And maybe even some hot dogs. My wife wants a hot dog. So anyway, so there you go. Um, but please, um, please keep meditating. Meditate in the Word. Read your Bibles. Amen? Amen. I love you much. God bless you. You are dismissed. Well, oh, got all the way to the bottom of page four. So there. Oh.